"'Twas the show before Halloween, and all at Bad Crypto was quiet yet spooky like the full moon as night glows. Travis and Joel recovered from jet lag as their talks in Moscow and Kiev were in the bag. But excitement was high, t'was not really fear, as dreams of World Crypticon Vegas drew near. On Brock Pierce, on Draper, on Moas and Lee, a splendid Cryptoween party would soon be for we. The meetup is planned, and you are all invited, provided you show up in Vegas enlightened. The Aria Hotel will provide the great venue for Bad Crypto to do their thing, don't you know? But join us or not, Crypto goes on, and we must report on it hither and yon. So welcome, you brave souls. Come now, pay your dues, for this is Bad Crypto 198. Bad news. Welcome to Bad Crypto. I am the Crypt Keeper, Joel Calm, and fresh out of the crypt himself, Mr. Travis Wright. I am the Crypto Gimp. <laughs> Get back in the box. Like you're the keeper. Isn't, like what am I? I don't know. I don't know what that. I don't know. What isn't I'm the doing. whole market the Crypto Gimp right now? I mean, that's kind of. How it's been. Welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast, the show for the crypto curious and crypto serious. We are the blockchain blockheads, the crypto clowns, duck duck going things. So you don't have to. We don't Google things anymore because that's Google, the thing. Duck, Google's duck, evil. Go. Google is pure evil. Don't do don't be evil, Google says. And then they said, you know, you know what? Let's eliminate that from our from our mantra. And yeah, they literally the eliminated they, it. it was in their charter. They actually removed the phrase don't be evil from their charter we're like okay it's okay it's okay you know what we're pretty successful now eh, let's be evil yeah uh, anyway this is the bad news episode our weekly wrap-up of the things that are going on in the blockchain space and we actually have news from the republic of bad cryptopia for you we are finally ready to announce the location of the meetup at world crypticon <gasps> in las vegas dun 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 it's time, Travis. We have finally uh, decided the the venue for where this is going to be. Uh, there's going to be dozens of people there. We've already received a lot of uh, emails. I don't know if we're going to hit 100 or so, but lots of people are coming to World Crypticon. There's 24 it's, people there. There's going to be two dozen. Yeah, dozen. there will be dozens. Uh-huh. That would be dozens. That, tens that's and tens of people, maybe. <laughs> ones and ones. <laughs> you and me. There will be um, singles of people there. It's going to be almost 10 people going to be off the hook so world crypticon happens uh, october 31st through november 2nd at the aria hotel you can still get tickets and in fact here's a last minute deal you can get 50 percent off your world crypticon ticket if you go to worldcrypticon.com forward slash bad 
It's going to be great. There's going to be a crypto ween party. There's going to be a poker event. We're going to play cards with Ronnie Moass and, uh, and, and many of the other attendees, Charlie Lee. There's two days. Oh, Phil Helmuth, actually, who is a top poker star. There's going to, I guess there's going to be like a poker star at each table, allegedly. And I feel well, that I'm not playing. that's game over. Like who's, who's going to want to play if you actually have a poker star at the table? I win anyways, because here's the deal. All these crypto studs that have so much crypto money. I've already played poker with these guys. They have no fear. <laughs> They're like, oh, and oh, and it was about, although I think this is a tournament, so you can't do a buy-in. That's uh, what's going to make it a difference is like what you have is what you have. You can't go back to the pot and buy in because that's what a lot of these people were doing. And they're going all in and heh, and they were just ruining all the pots. But I think this is actually a tournament. So there's going to be one winner of this thing. And uh, if you're in it, you, it could be you. And actually what I, I was chatting with uh, with Adam and apparently every one of the crypto stars that are there or whatever is going to have a bounty. There's going to be like an envelope in front of them. And so if you knock one of them out, then you'll actually get one of the bounties. You might get like a, a tenth of a Bitcoin or some Litecoin or maybe you open it up and you get a, a million bad coin. Oh, there'd be a bounty on my booty. Yeah. I told I told Adam, I said, I said, so he goes, there will be like a $500, you know, bounty on you and Joel. And I said, I, I don't know if you could put me at 501 and Joel at 499. That would be better. You have, more, <laughs> you have a more bountiful booty. <laughs> I just wanted to, I just wanted to be worth more than you, Mr. Joe Combs. So in the midst of this event with all of the things going on and uh, the, the speakers, you know, Tim Draper, Charlie Lee, Charlie Shrem, Lynn Olbrook, and the list goes on. We are going to have a bad crypto meetup at World Crypticon. Now, whether you're going to the event or not, you're welcome to come to this meetup. If you are in the Vegas area and you're not going to the event, but you want to come hang out with us, it's going to take place at the Lyft Bar in the Aria Hotel Thursday night, which is November 21st from 6 to 8 p.m. We're just November 21st? No, when I say November first, November first, not November twenty first. That would no, be not twenty first. That would that would you you show up at the lift bar then, but we won't be there. That's true, but that's what you said at first. So, so November first, and 1st. and actually, if you come to that, you know, and you want maybe want to come to uh, if you are in Vegas, and uh, you know what, maybe we want, maybe we'll have a couple passes to let somebody who wants to come to the final day of Bad CryptoCon or World CryptoCon, we can potentially. Oh, yeah. I bet you we can arrange that. So come to the meetup. The link to the Lyft bar is in the show notes at badco.in forward slash 198, as well as all of the links from the things we are going to talkify today. So so we hope to see you guys there. It's going to be great fun. And if you're not, you're going to see the pictures and you're going to be like, oh, I wasn't I there. I could have I could have gone. But instead, I decided to stay home and, and, and play Fortnite. I'm a nerd. Mm, yeah, that's bad. Don't do that. You can do, do that. that. It's your choice. Don't let oh, Joe come boss you around. Don't let him bully you. We have results, Travis, from our clear poll poll of the week. Mm hmm. Uh, the, the poll was, do you use your Bitcoin most for, and the choices were purchases, trading, hodling, or none of the above. And what do we got here? So, you know, 46% approximately of the people, they like to hodl. 30% mm. of the people, they like to trade. 9.4% of the people are there for purchases. But so what's what the none of the above? What the hell else are you doing with it? Yeah, uh, I don't know. Playing poker with it, maybe. It Maybe could so. be. 
could be uh-huh. gambling. I'm wearing my HODL shirt, by you the way. You know what? We could have said, what do you use your Bitcoin for to, to buy in ICOs and invest in ICOs is maybe one option because they yeah, used well, to be able to do that. We didn't think about that. Yeah, we're dumb. We're bad. We're bad. Uh, all right, let's jump into the news here. And Enough the banter, Mr. Joel Kahn. Gosh. Of the market, Mr. Travis Wright, as we are recording this on Thursday, the 25th. The, this episode comes out the late evening of the coin market cap has the market cap of all cryptos at $209 billion, uh, down just a couple from last week. Bitcoin, 64.72. Ethereum, 202. Ripple, 45 cents. Bcash, 441. EOS, 538. Stellar, 23 cents, Litecoin 52, and Tether bouncing back a little bit from last week's lows to uh, 98.7 cents. It's finding its way back to the dollar peg that it's supposed to be at. Mm-hmm. That's pretty exciting. You know what? There's been some really big gainers and big losers this past week, as always, but it's always interesting to see because like, a lot of times you'll see these coins just run off, and you're like, what the hell is Primestone coin? You know, why has it grown? Why has it grown so much in the past week? Why Prime did Dogecoin Coin. take a big dip? Dogecoin was half a, a penny last week, and it's down to 0.0037 now. Like, what, what happened in the world of Doge? Don't know, but Puma Pay is a company that we've had on Bad Crypto. They had about $16 million of volume a day. They've gone up thir- 365% in the past seven days. Puma. 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 Yeah. Very nice. There's some nice to see somebody on Bad Crypto. Yeah, yeah we, we shout outs to you guys. We appreciate you being on the show. Um, there's some Zilla, analysis. Zilla has popped up too nicely. The Zilla app is up 50% this past week. Oh, we haven't heard from him in a while. We have not. Nice to see you. Go for it. Uh, technical analysis on Cointelegraph that shows where some of the people that follow TA think things are going. This, you know, Bitcoin has kind of been hanging around in, around 63 to 6,400. They say a rally to 7,400 is possible. But uh, then again, maybe it's not. Maybe it'll fall lower. That That's TA for you. Mm-hmm. It might yeah. go up, it might go down. Yeah. Uh, today in, in uh, Bitcoin news, uh, it could go up as high as 7,400. It could go down as low as 5,900. We don't know. Um, it's like worse than a weatherman. Like, we really have no clue. That's kind of what we do. We're, we're just kind of clueless. We're kind of the weatherman. I even got my green screen. You but do. Live, I can't just throw a, a graphic behind it. I have my graphic behind it whenever I do Zoom calls because literally on live Zooms, I can have a graphic behind me that looks awesome. You are awesome, Mr. Travis Wright. Uh, the big news this week from Coinbase, actually a couple stories. The first one is that Coinbase has been approved by New York regulators to form a qualified custodial service for cryptocurrencies. The uh, NYDFS, New York Department of Financial Services, says it's granted their application to create the Coinbase Custody Trust Company, LLC. So that will mean people can, um, through the trust, have custody of Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, Ethereum, Ethereum Classic, Litecoin, and XRP. And XRP, which, wow, they've not actually had that. They've not actually had that before. So that's kind of interesting to allow. So now they're going, they, they currently don't allow Ripple on any of their training platforms, but they're going to allow them on the crypto or the Coinbase trust. So that's kind of interesting. That maybe is some foreshadowing that Ripple might be on uh, Coinbase soon because if it's going to be on the mm-hmm. Coinbase custody trust, then uh, it could quite possibly be there. So that was kind of interesting. 
And uh, so they have been looking for regulatory approval, especially since, you know, the SEC has been cracking down on security tokens. And so, you know, Coinbase has not been adding any other coins that might be construed as a security token. Uh, looks like this right here. Now that they're a qualified custodian for crypto assets, uh, they should be able to start adding new products shortly to their to their platform. So that's pretty big news. Might be foreshadowing. Might even be five shadowing. Mm, Coinbase in your face. Either up, way. Up, your, up your shadows just a little bit. Here's another one. This uh, CNBC crypto trader host, Rand Nooner. I think his name should be Neener, though. Neener, Neener, Neener. Nooner's fine. I like Nooners. Those are good. Coinbase but, will soon announce its first IPO. He's the host of the show in CNBC Africa. And he says that Coinbase is about to announce its first initial public offering and they're going to reveal this uh tomorrow live on the crypto trader show it's mm, pretty interesting so they said that it is certainly in the interest of our investors and the most obvious path of coinbase is to go public at some point but there's a lot of us for a lot of us to do between now and then whenever that date is so they're not necessarily going ipo uh, but they might be going IPO but, later, but they're, they're going to be doing some IPOs. They're going to be launching IPOs through their platform. They're not necessarily. No, no. They're going to IPO the company. Okay. Well, this says down here, their, their quote says that, you know, there's a lot for us to do between now and then whenever that date is. So they may go public is going to, you know, are going to go public, but so they've not announced it. They may announce it. It's a rumor at this point. They may, they may not, Okay. Um, you know, like crypto may go up crypto might go down here's another unconfirmed rumor we've talked in the past about backed the uh, bitcoin futures platform and in fact uh, just on our last episode or the one before is one before mark moss talked about in the future of money episode badco.in forward slash 196 he talked about how he sees that the backed platform could be the trigger that sets off the next bull run yeah, so the, you know ETFs. They were talking about that, how that could be catastrophic for crypto because it's basically going to create paper Bitcoin, like you create paper gold and paper silver. And so people who are like, "We want ETFs, we want ETFs," that's going to make the crypto price go up. Well, actually, what's going to happen when you have all these fake paper Bitcoins out there? The price of Bitcoin is going to stay down, just like gold and silver did. So you know, I'm I'm definitely not on on team ETF anymore once you really understand what's going to go on with that but back right here is uh you know the rumors were that uh, that's that uh, starbucks was going to use backed and be able to buy uh coffee everywhere with crypto and uh, so there's a lot of different a lot of different projects that are going to be built upon back and you know who knows the uh the u.s regulators could approve them to to launch a btc futures so we'll it see could, it could be it could not happen we don't know Yep. Right. It's unconfirmed. You know, the, the news this day so much is anonymous sources. An anonymous source told me what happened in journalism, you know, anonymous sources, non-vetted. How much of news commentary here that is reported is based on anonymous sources and they report something and then they discover that that source was crap and they never go back and say, in, in other news, the anonymous source that we quoted was crap and that thing we thought was going to happen is not really happening. Hashtag. Well, that's because they're on to the next new outrage, right? It's a new right. outrage of the day. They got, and then they forget about that one. It's like we don't hear about that Blasey Ford lady anymore. Like that was just an outrage for that for that week, and that was over. Now we're on to new outrages, and um, 
Craziness. Craziness in the world, though, Mr. Chocom. It's, it's lots crazy. Of I'm outraged at all the craziness. I think we should start another show to talk about all the craziness. Like, focus on crypto here, but maybe we start just the bad podcast and talk about all the other craziness. Mm-hmm. We've would been thinking about listen, that. Would you guys listen to that? Would you maybe. listen to the bad podcast with Joel and Travis? <laughs> talking just about whatever. We'll talk about all the things. I bet they would. I bet they would. If they like us listening to crypto... They would like us talking about other stuff, probably. But we would not talk about any crypto on it. It's like it, crypto would have to be taboo. Like if we, if we said the word word crypto or Bitcoin or blockchain, you know, something would it, we'd it beep. No, because it'd be cross pollination. Because some people who tune into the bad podcast might not be familiar with the bad crypto podcast. So don't cross pollinate, Travis. Right? Cross pollinate if I want. Mm-hmm. All right. So next up in the news. Uh, on Bitcoin ads train, which sounds like a fake news website, uh, Bitcoin Ponzi scheme founder slapped with $2.5 million fine. Ooh. Ooh, big fine. So the uh, CFTC stated that Gelfman Blueprint Inc. and CEO Nicholas Gelfman uh, engaged in fraudulent practices by hiding trading losses by giving fake performance resorts to customers regarding Bitcoin trading. So this company, Gelfman Blueprint, uh, they have over $2.5 million in fines for fraudulent practices and lying to customers. He's got to pay back $550,000 to customers. Um, the, the firm does. The guy personally, his name is, where is it? His name is something, Gelfman. Nicholas obviously. Gelfman. Yep, there you go. He's got to pay back 492000 and then $1.8 million in penalties as well as a permanent ban from trading and registration. Mm. So was it worth it? Was it worth it, Gelfman? Don't know. I got a friend named Michael Gelfman. I don't know if he's related or not, but I'm gonna I'm gonna send him this news. Tell him like, gosh, what's up with you and your relatives? Here's something that could move Bitcoin. Square's debut of payment terminal triggers fresh Bitcoin acceptance rumors that if they unveil a point of sale terminal to accept you know with bitcoin integration then that could be you know square is very mainstream there's a lot of mm-hmm. businesses you go to like when i go get my haircut you know they they use the square thing they swipe the card they spin around the ipad sign here leave a tip if you want boom it's done mm-hmm. and it's, i think it's the one good thing that jack dorsey has done mm-hmm. well i mean i love twitter for a while you love twitter enough to write a book about twitter twitter three was books. great three, three books. books about twitter i think we need to do a make twitter great again campaign because it's not well he great. needs to be fired from twitter he needs to be let go and they need to yeah, he just he needs to focus on square dude do bitcoin stuff and make the world a better place that let somebody else run twitter but uh i do love the the terminals that they have i mean you know back in the day whenever apple iphones had the uh the headphone jack they would they would plug that in and then you could swipe and then they got rid of that, so uh, Square actually had to reinvent themselves a little bit, and now their new terminals are going to accept Bitcoin. So that could be huge because that you know as and probably the existing uh, terminals that are there might have a software upgrade, and so then you know merchants all over the world could potentially overnight, in some cases, become uh, be able to accept Bitcoin easily. It's just another reason why Bitcoin and crypto have no future. There's a great tongue-in-cheek piece on Medium written by Think Outside the Blocks that I'm actually going to click follow on. Oh, I'm not logged into Medium at the moment, Okay, which I'm going to follow on. And this is a great list of 
why Bitcoin is going to fail. And by great list of fail, it means all of the things that are happening that are actually moving Bitcoin forward. And, you know, let's just go through and, and bounce back and forth, name a few of them. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is utilizing Ripple's interledger protocol to help with payment services for the financially impoverished and unbanked. So that that clearly, you know, is a fail. Yeah. Katy Perry and her fingernails. That's pretty, pretty important. <laughs> She's got Bitcoin fingernails. Yeah. IBM partnering with Stellar Lumens for cross-border payment solutions. You know, IBM's not a name. That's that's bound to fail. Love Stellar Lumens. Jamie Dimon says that it's a fraud and they're gonna he's gonna fire any employees that that own any of it. And then they're actually in the background trying to create patents for it. I love that. Also, Major League Baseball, they have launched a um, this blockchain game called Crypto Baseball. And they basically have these sort of like crypto kitties kind of a yep. thing, which is which is pretty interesting. That's a sign that Bitcoin is is done. Uh, Yale's endowment fund invested four hundred million dollars in crypto assets. So, you know, clearly that's a sign it's going to fail. Mm -hmm. Then the Winklevoss twins, they, they took eleven million dollars of Zuckerberg's money, put it into Bitcoin in 2013 when Bitcoin was one hundred and twenty dollars each. So. They Suck got themselves a lot of Bitcoin, and uh, you know what? I would love to see the Winklevoss twins worth more than Zuckerberg someday. I know. Be and they're going to be well more. I, I, I'm going to go out and say this. When it's all said and done, the Winklevoss twins will be way more respected as businessmen than than Zuckerberg because what they're doing right now and the, the censoring of people is going to turn off a lot of people, and within the next five years, maybe ten years, I think five years, man, I think it's, I think it's going to have a big, big dump. Facebook. Here's another sign that um, that crypto is doomed. Coinbase is valued at eight billion dollars. Mm. They've not even done their ICO yet, right? So that's IPO, right? IPO, yeah. You know, can you tell we're in crypto? That's so yeah. funny. Know your eyes and your O's. Mm -hmm. That's so true. Uh, Binance made more profit in quarter two, 2018, than Deutsche Bank, mm. and they're like a year. Not, they were not even a year old at that point. Uh, Ashton Kutcher donated $4 million in XRP to Ellen DeGeneres' charity by transferring it to her in a matter of seconds. You know, that's a sign mm -hmm. that crypto's doomed. Yep, that's true. Uh, the co-founder of Wikipedia is now working on a decentralized counterpart to this called Everpedia. So that's pretty interesting that uh, we're going to have a, a new version of uh, decentralized. Decentralized is, is so important because then you don't have CEOs and people and board members and of course, uh, former President uh, Bill Clinton was invited to speak at the Swell Conference in support of Ripple and blockchain. And and I did not. Yeah, well, never mind. We've done that one so many. Yeah. It's just so fun to do it. Hillary, Hillary, I think Bitcoin is going to be the next big thing. Yeah. We're, Hillary, could you get over here? I, I want to see your ripples. <laughs> oh, <laughs> can't unhear, can't unsee. And, and finally, <laughs> You know, we, we cryptocurrencies can end poverty and provide financial freedom to those in financial need, which, of course, is contrary to what the globalists want, because uh, they seek to divide. And uh, that'll be for the bad podcast. When we talk about that. So this is a great article. There's a lot more in here. Go to badco.in forward slash 198 to see the complete piece. Yes, I'm actually leaving a comment on that article right there. Great job. Think outside the blocks. What else we got going on? All right, let me publish that con There's comment lots. right there. There's Boom. lots going on. Comment published. Boom. All right, next up, checkbooks ready. U.S. Marshals to hold $4 million Bitcoin auction. 
So, you know, U.S. Marshals over time, you know, people do bad stuff or whatever. They confiscate all of their stuff. Well, they have about 660 Bitcoin that they've seized from 31 different federal and civil administrative cases under the asset forfeiture framework. And uh, those Bitcoin are going to be available in an auction. I guess the beginning auction begins on the 5th of November. Always Mm -hmm. remember. Yeah, you can bid on the USMS website and it tells you how it's all going to work. I would imagine that they're going to end up selling for close to what they're worth, right? Nobody's going to bid more for these Bitcoin than what they're currently worth. But I, I, I maybe they'll go for just a little bit under the current market value. Well, I mean, when Tim Draper bought all those Bitcoin, you know, at, a, at the big auction a couple of years ago, it was under the price of Bitcoin then because mm-hmm. Bitcoin hadn't had that big whoosh, but whoosh. now it's gone all the way up to 20 grand and now it's sitting at 6,400 or whatever. So yeah, probably we'll see. Crypto goes up, crypto goes down. Hard to say. On visualcapitalist.com found this chart. It's $80 trillion of the world economy in one chart broken down by country. It's like, uh, it kind of looks like a soccer ball and they've colored it by continents and you can see where the wealth of the world is at the United States leading with 19.39 trillion or 24.4% of the world economy. China, China is next with uh, 12.24 trillion. And it goes, you know, it shows all of the, the biggest countries down to, I would say, what do you, what do you think here? There's about 30 to 40 countries that are represented on this chart. And, you know, the numbers seem weird to me because, I mean, look at Saudi Arabia, only 0.68 trillion, 680 billion dollars. That's it. Like, that seems low. Like, they're one of the ones that is that's like a geopolitical, you know, they use their money to to influence all kinds of things. So that's interesting to see their numbers so low. Australia is at 1.32 trillion. Small numbers, way smaller than you would initially think. But look at Germany, like Germany and the UK, France not very big those are not big numbers well 3.68 trillion it's still a lot of money four it's a lot of money but i mean when you think about how much power that germany has and influence over the eu they're the biggest one in the eu but still it's not that big relatively speaking it's only 4.6 percent of the world's global um you know wealth so interesting is this on a yearly basis i assume i would think here's what's really fascinating to me is that apple is worth is one trillion of right. the 80 trillion apple is 180th of the world economy is that is that accurate am i am i reading that well, right? no 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 i would say this is apple does not make one trillion dollars a year right they, they they're valued at a trillion dollars yeah so i think this is gdp is i would assume i mean it might not be i don't know gdp yeah gdp gross domestic product so that's the amount of money that was made in 2017. So that would not necessarily be the case, Mr. Joel Com, because Apple is worth a trillion dollars and they've been around for, you know, three decades plus. Okay. So. so their worldwide revenue in 2017 was $230 billion. Right. Okay? But that would be, that would be broken up in the different countries as well. I would assume it's, it's worldwide. Yes, absolutely. 230 billion dollars in revenue so if we were to um try to do the math on that what percentage of the 80 trillion is 230 let's let's round it off to uh 250 trillion okay Okay, so be like one 320th 
uh, of the world economy. Yeah. That's still amazing. That's mm-hmm. that's still in Amazon's not too far behind. Amazon's a trillion dollar company too. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's pretty mind blowing, right? I love there. this. So I'm gonna actually use this graphic in a uh, future slide. Interesting chart there. Okay, Thank let's you, go. Yeah, let's let's take a look around the world. Speaking of international, it's some things that are happening in Zambia. The central financial institution has said cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin are not authorized tender. So, uh, I guess that's saying you are not supposed to use Bitcoin for the buying and selling of things if you are a Zambian. You know, it's a zombie and apocalypse. I don't know. Yeah. So you know what? Here's what happens when you have these authoritarian governments, what you can and cannot do with your money, right? Decentralized. Guess what's going to happen? If you're in Zambia and you want to use it, they're probably going to find a way around it. So uh, what it says is that the uh, the Bank of Zambia has not issued any cryptos. They're not authorized tender within the republic, and they do not oversee, supervise, or regulate the crypto panorama. Therefore, any use of it is carried out at the proprietor's threat. So they're not saying you can't use it. They're just saying um, that, you know, if you do and something goes awry, you're screwed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But Uganda, on the other hand, same continent, right? In Africa, mm-hmm. they are starting to accept deposits in the Ugandan shilling pegged to Bitcoin and Ethereum. Yeah. So there you go. So you're having same continent, different governments, different philosophies. I would say that Zambia probably seems a little more threatened by crypto than Uganda does. And uh, so it's good. Here's another yep. government that is that is uh, accepting and embracing the crypto. Well, and, to be clear, it's Binance in Uganda. Mm-hmm. That is, yeah. Yeah. But it, here we go. But I mean, it's it's happening more and more all over the world. And so it, this is a fad, completely a fad. Look at what's happening in Singapore, Mr. Joel Kahn. Uh, it The the market is, is thriving in Singapore. One of the top five crypto markets, blockchain project markets in the world. You know, they were very skeptical in the past about it, but now they are driving new sectors with uh with 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 blockchain projects all over and singapore is turning into one of the top hubs man it's been pretty amazing to see what's going on there interesting stat here i want to make sure i read this right it says blockchain initiatives in singapore versus globally 13 percent fully live blockchain projects in singapore 15 percent live globally so there's there's a lot of adoption happening over there and the government seems to be very crypto and blockchain friendly as well mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm i'm down with that yeah down with the, the thing pretty it's important down. and you know what's great about this is that more and more of those blockchain projects that have received money are actually becoming fully live you know they're not just they're not just vaporware or just you know a white paper anymore they've actually taken a lot of them have taken the money and built big projects now some of them have not but you know, many of them are, and we're starting to see the fruits of that labor. Gibraltar also, we've talked about, you know, many countries that are crypto friendly, Malta and Gibraltar are two of them. And their government has launched an advisory group to develop blockchain related educational courses. You know, education is going to be everything when it gets to bringing people on board, whether it's teaching people how to create blockchains, how to implement, how to, you know, develop stuff, or whether it's education to consumers, um, you know, end to end in users and businesses how to implement this stuff. And so mm-hmm. the government has collaborated with the University of Gibraltar, UG, 
as they refer to it there in the country, um, to create blockchain-related educational courses. It's mm -hmm. happening. I call it UG. But uh, the new technologies in education, the NTIE group, so they've launched this advisory group, and it's it's growing momentum. They say that it's growing; it's going to build momentum for Gibraltar as a hub for new technologies. Following the announcement in January 2018 that Gibraltar would be the first jurisdiction globally to introduce legislation around distributed ledger technologies or blockchain, so you know they're going they're going all in as well. Ugh, ugh. Where'd you go to school? Went to ugh. Oh, that's so coincidence because I'm also ugly. There, there's another article here that you can just jump into as we're talking about Africa, how digital platforms and blockchain can unlock new markets in Africa. It's Again, it's in the show notes, and you guys can uh, check out what's happening there. Let's bounce over to India and see what's happening. Indian government panel could propose illegalizing holding of unregulated crypto assets. So they want to uh, they want to make it illegal to hold unauthorized and unregulated crypto assets. So, you know, they want to regulate everything. There's a bunch of cryptos out there that maybe they don't feel is is worthy of being called a crypto asset. And a lot of times they think that these are Ponzi schemes and people are using these to evade taxes and whatnot. And so uh, they're I guess they're going to state which ones they view are the legit ones, which ones are not. And if you're trading in a non-legit crypto, then well, you're, it's going to be it's going to you know, be illegal. You get punished. Is that right? Through the countries of the world that are opposed to freedom. You know, a little sidebar here. I was just in Moscow. You were just in Kiev, and I went from Moscow to St. Petersburg. Beautiful city. Just uh, Moscow was okay, but more old worldish. Even though it's huge, Moscow's got 12 million people inner city, and then another 17 million or so outside. So it's mm -hmm. bigger than New York. Um, mm. city but st petersburg just you know it feels more european it's close to the european border um but as uh, we were walking through the streets we noticed a, a police officer had detained a woman just you know she didn't look like there was you know anything going on with her and the she was had getting her papers out and showing the police officer some papers and identification and i googled um, actually, I binged because I don't Google anymore. I binged at that moment. And I discovered that the police in Russia, they can detain you for any reason at any time. Graft is still a big deal. You can bribe your way out of stuff and you better carry your passport with you because they stop foreigners as well. And if you don't have identification, you know, say who you are, where you're from, what you're what you're doing there, they can detain you. And that is still the remnants of, you know, the communist government that mm -hmm. ruled over the Soviet Union. And mm -hmm. uh, there's still, you know, some stuff there that is not freedom loving. Yeah, the Russians, they will come up and they'll say, which is we need your documents, bitch. <laughs> you know, we already mentioned this one in the article about the reasons crypto is failing. This is in ethereumworldnews.com. Ripple expands partnership with Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. And the, the goal here is to help unbanked people. Um, and they're they're using Ripple for a project called Mojo Loop. It's using Ripple's interledger protocol as a solution for financial transactions between distant parties and so the ripple influence is is finding mm -hmm. its way into um the mainstream here yeah and they're they're co-developing this with coil have you ever seen coil you can actually check them out on twitter twitter.com forward slash coil c-o-i-l 
I believe it's uh, coil.com. It is. Yeah. So they're, they say they're building a better business model for the web with interledger. So they're using some interledger technologies and they are, they are working with ripple and uh, to help, help build out the solution. So there you see, here's another story from Bitcoin ads train.com or is it bid bitcoin ad strain com? this isn't so much bad news as it is sad news six mm-hmm. percent of ico tokens now worth less than initial crypto exchange listing price maybe maybe one day we should just do the sad news version of the bad crypto podcast and all the news in it is just crying and whining and complaining about the money people have lost in crypto mm. yeah and, <laughs> uh, no, everybody be crying about it the whole time it says there's, there's a 13 page report um that so let's see here where's the 13 page report there's a 13 page presentation available online that points out uh which ones are which ones are doing well which ones are not but they basically they're saying that just 10 tokens account for 99 percent of all ico gains mm. uh, of all time and there were 110 ICO standout projects that accounted for 87% of all funds raised in 2017. They dubbed this collection the class of 17. And now they've gone in and, and dove in a little further. And uh, 86% those are, 86% of those are worth now. They're worth less than they were whenever they bought the ICO. So, mm. wow. I've got that, a few that, of those. That is, that is anti-ICO if you ever heard of it. I've I've got a few of those. You know, we mentioned Dogecoin earlier that it's down from where it's been at about half a cent, but this is positive here. The Salt platform, which is that crypto lending platform, mm-hmm. now takes Dogecoin as collateral. So very currency. Wow. Much mm-hmm. wow. Much wow. Lots and of this is added to Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Litecoin. Now you can um have Dogecoin as well on the salt platform. Yeah. So basically what that means is you can send them Litecoin, Bitcoin, Ethereum, and that's basically collateral for a loan. So you don't actually have to sell your Bitcoin or your Ethereum. You can just use that. So that's a really cool thing. We should probably have somebody from Salt on our show sometime to explain how their loan process works. I just want to know that if you get critical of them, if they get salty with you, that's kind of oh, they I do. Want, well, they do. I they have them on. I think this. I think the founders are liberal just for that Uh, this is good news on ccn.com since monero hard forked on october 18th transaction fees have fallen 97 percent from an average of 60 cents per transaction to two cents according to coinmetrics.com there's a chart here that shows the fees and it just went like that Mm -hmm. you know this is an interesting coin because it's a privacy coin so you can't actually see where a coin is going, who owns the coins. It's, it's not as transparent as Bitcoin, right? So you would think that there's you know, a lot more adoption over time, especially as governments and stuff get involved with this. And, you know, Monero is the, is the coin that a lot of the malware uses, right? So a lot, a lot of hackers are using uh, the Monero mining platform to put on website browsers and to try to get it running in your background. I mean, it's so they can, they can use your computer to mine Bitcoin or to mine Monero for them. But um, maybe that'll kick off a little bit with the, with that, with those fees going down. We need to talk to fluffy pony too sometime. Ricardo Spagni, we need to get you on the show, brother. So if anybody knows fluffy pony, shoot him a shout out. We need to get him on back crypto. Ticketmaster acquiring blockchain startup and bid to combat ticket fraud. Who are they buying? 
this is I just saw this. Um, of course, Ticketmaster, you know, the biggest ticket sales in uh, um, in the U.S. and maybe um, other mm-hmm. places around the world has merged with upgraded. Upgraded, yeah. upgraded is the name of the, the blockchain. This mm-hmm. is a great way to combat um, fraud. You know, there's so many uh, fraudulent tickets that are being attempted and some successfully sold online. And this is a problem they have to fix. I really yeah. wish they would fix the scalping problem. That's the worst part of it. I mean, that's because now when, you know, because originally, you know, here's the ticket and you'd have a ticket. Now what it is, is you just print it off on your printer. They send you a PDF. Well, who's to say that they don't print out five or six of those same tickets and just sell them to different people. So if there's a scalper out there coming up to me saying, hey, you need some tickets and they're holding up the sheets of paper. I never buy those. I, you can't trust those because they could have sold those to multiple people already. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they need to solve you that problem. Not, That's the biggest problem. In, in, want to in show tickets. up at a venue, have them go to scan your ticket and go, I'm sorry, but this is not a valid seat. Oh, man, that sucks. Mm. That's that's horrible. Here's some good news uh, from on Coindesk. HTC, we've talked about their blockchain phone, um, mm-hmm. which is being called the HTC Exodus, and it is now available for pre-order, and it must be purchased with crypto, which is perfect. Yes. So the HTC Exodus, the Exodus One is going to be an Android device, which bothers me, right? There needs to be a, there needs to be a decentralized mobile, you know, OS because when you have Google within all through your phone or you have Apple within all through your phone, you know, that that's that can be a problem. They are very, very centralized businesses. I don't want Google in my business. However, I love the idea of having a blockchain enabled phone. Now I know that Siren Labs was working on something. Huawei has been working on something, but I guess this is the first one that's gotten this close to actually be able to pre-sale and order the device. So mobile devices with, you know, uh, a blockchain enabled phone, which could maybe, I would assume, have its own wallet. It's going to make its own wallet more secure on your mobile device in its own separate area. So that way your internet can't necessarily connect to it and people can't hack it in theory, but we shall see. Nobody's done any testing. Nobody's actually seen this device in the real world. So we've not seen how trustworthy it is yet, but it's a good sign that blockchain is not just a fad. HTC has a decentralized chief officer, a DCO. That's a title I've I've not heard before. Uh, And HTC, if you guys are listening or if any fans are connected to HTC, um, have your publicists reach out and we'd love to have you on the show and we'd love to get a couple devices here so that Mr. Travis Wright and I can uh, test it out. Faux show. Remember having uh, Formosa Financial on the show? They were on a crypto spotlight um not too long ago i I can't remember which episode but i want to say it's been a couple months or so Mm -hmm. and uh, they were doing an ico for their uh for their platform as a one-stop financial service uh and they have added bitgo as a crypto custody service to Mm -hmm. the digital asset tool yeah they were on episode badco.in forward slash ico 048 did you duck duck go that so i didn't have to I just searched for it, yeah. Actually, I Googled it because I was on Chrome, so I apologize. It's really cool. One of these days, we're going to do a revisiting. You know, every now and then in Crypto Spotlight, we'll have companies back that have been on a previous, you know, like a where are they now type thing. But it would be cool to do a whole show that kind of just goes down the list of 
the companies we've had on because there's been so many, you know, and how many of them um, a year after their ICO have. Oh, yeah. Around. Yeah. Legit coins, legit coins. And we can like stamp them with the seal <laughs> of approval or the, or the seal of uh, un- a- approval. In case you were wondering if you were ever going to see your 55 Bitcoin again, Travis, that you lost, mm-hmm. um, it's, odds are not good. And if your Bitcoin is stolen, there's only a 20% chance that you will get it back, according to this article on tradingbtc.com. I wonder how they, they came up with that here. Uh, it's you know, a I, I don't know. Story. I'm pretty sure I'm not getting my 55 Bitcoin. Back. Actually, I was having a conversation with somebody the other day. I was like, well, let's go to well, let's go to the dump and let's go look. And I'm like, are you serious? That was like 2011 or something. <laughs> I'm like, like that was seven years ago. I'm not going to the dump and trying to go through seven years of trash, trying to find some random hard drive that got thrown away. It's a zero percent chance. They're like, but it's, it could be so much money. I'm like, yeah, I know. I've come to grips with it. I've lost it. It's yeah. okay. If money comes, money goes, right? It's, it's Life is not about money. Um, there's a company in California called Cypher Trace. And the uh, company, this is the company that says 20% of stolen crypto is ever recovered, even when trading platforms or exchanges are hacked. Uh, because it's so easy to move crypto across, you know, various borders. And yeah. uh, in August, Michael Turpin, who's going to be speaking at World Crypticon, had 24 million in crypto stolen from his wallet by SIM hackers, um, and he filed a 224 million dollar suit against AT and T. And of course, AT and T did, you know, not accept responsibility. Uh, yeah, we uh, we ported, we allowed your SIM, your number to be ported to a phone that's not yours, and they stole 24 million of your crypto, but we had nothing to do with it because our security is so good. Yeah, not not, not good, not good. And that's happening more and more. And actually, um, I was chatting with the CEO of Hacken.io when I was in Kiev, when I went to that event there, and I was there was literally nearly a thousand of the Eastern European and mid Middle Eastern top hackers there. I mean, I was not going to pop open my computer there because they're just looking, sniffing, and um, really smart people. But I was chatting with the CEO of Hacken, and apparently, what, what would happen in some cases, whenever like crypto gets stolen, like say for example, somebody has stolen three hundred Bitcoin or six hundred Bitcoin, whatever that just happened recently. Well, what they would do is they would go and set up uh, individual Binance accounts and then send in two. Bitcoin, because if you have under two Bitcoin, then you don't need to do a CYA. And so they basically created, I don't know if it was 300 or 600 Bitcoin they stole, but they whatever the numbers, they just put two Bitcoin in all these different accounts and they were able to send them and then send them out to somewhere else to basically sort of launder them. No bueno. Yeah. No bueno. Don't don't get your Bitcoin stolen. Here's uh, some news from the oh, let, let, yeah, let, let me throw that out there. Basically, they said the only way, and let me grab this. The only way to save your Bitcoin is to have a Trezor or one of those one of those hardware wallets because these have never been hacked yet. Also, MetaMask has never been hacked yet. What is that? That's the coin. This is the cool wallet S. Have you tried this yet? They gave cool us mm-hmm. at yep. um, at an event recently, and I've not had the chance to uh, to try it out. But it what's cool about the cool wallet is it is credit card size right there and there's a chip on it and i guess this is you know it's offline um storage and allegedly secure like the uh like the trezor and the ledger unless you take it with you in your wallet and lose your wallet 
Yeah, but but even if you do that, they need the key to get mm-hmm. into that. You still, even if somebody steals your card, they can't just get in. Mm-hmm. That's that's the deal there. That's true. Hopefully, there's a nice backup so you can then re back up a new card if you've lost your card. So I guess that's why you have your twelve digits, twelve digit word, twelve word passcodes. Great stuff. Uh, apparently, there's a music festival that's going to take place in Berkeley, and it's it's a blockchain music festival. Festival. They're fencing mm-hmm. it up, um, and and you have to pay with with crypto to get into this uh, music festival. And I don't have full access to the story here because yes, yeah. you have to subscribe to the San Francisco Business Times to see it. And I'm not going to do that, but yeah. Well, they say the concert's going to have Zed. Big Sean, Matt, and Kim, and and Zlau. I don't know who those are, but I do know Zed. Zed's actually going to be at World CryptoCon. They're going to have uh, uh, DJ what well, uh, Aoki. He's going to be there, and he, they mentioned somebody else who was super awesome. And Zed, he, which I'd never heard of Zed, he, but like, my I'm son was like, there. "Oh my God, Zed!" I'm going to be there. Is that Joe Bum's going to be there? Yeah, but I guess they're like literally going to be the coolest music uh at this world CryptoCon event it's just unbelievable what's going to be going on this is I, I used to be a dj used to be i also used to be a dj so i guess two former djs and now we're mcs i was uh uh wpgu rock 107 fm urbana champagne's classic rock mm. kmam kmoe in butler <laughs> You have such a voice for radio. My face. My and a face. face for radio here. Here's some more good news. There's a company in Canada called Coins for Clothes, and it is a charity. They're accepting only Bcash to buy clothing from wholesalers and distribute them to different charities in Toronto. They've donated more than 3,000 articles of clothing. They're helping out the homeless. And uh, in order to donate, you have to give them um, Bcash is, is how they're uh, they're raising cryptos. So wait a second. So I have to give you my clothes and to give you my old clothes I'm not going to use now, you, I have to pay you Bitcoin no, cash? No, the Bcash donations are used to buy gently oh. used clothing. I mean, you can okay. donate clothes to them. Yeah, I'm going to say hello. It's just saying an expense to, you know, if you want to donate, if you want to give a cash if donation. If I donate them, will they pay me Bitcoin cash for my Bitcoin clothes? Bitcoin cash is, is the only way to go about yeah. that. Uh, apparently, there's uh, Caroline Wozniacki is a 28-year-old Danish um, professional tennis star and she has entered a partnership with Global Crypto Offering Exchange to found her own crypto token. When I first saw this, the the, the title is Wozniacki becomes first female athlete. I'm like, Steve Wozniacki had a sex change? What's yeah, he's Wozniacki now. <laughs> Lost a lot of weight and got younger. <laughs> and uh, it's pretty fancy what you can do when you got a lot of money. But um, so, yeah, they're going to raise their own. She's going to raise her own crypto. I think there's gonna we're going to start seeing, personally, I think we're going to start seeing a lot more tokenized uh you know celebrity tokens most likely you know different i know manny pacquiao was doing one she's going to be the first female athlete to have her own token more and more of these more of the, and it's like like so i'm in kansas city right and so we have our new quarterback that we drafted uh in the first round for the first one since the 80s we have pat mahomes patrick mahomes and he's just ridiculous he's blowing up all these records it's like imagine like when the draft comes and then you can like buy tokens in these new athletes and then as they get better over time your tokens can increase in time right so it's like so mm-hmm. i can imagine all kinds of athletes doing that and like buying some patrick mahomes tokens when he was not awesome and now here he is blowing up like you could have gotten some substantial gains i know that's going to happen 
That's going to be yeah. like the new stock market for celebrities. She's the first one, and there's actually a business. Um, the Acclaim token is wants to be the base token for all celebrity token creation. Mm. They've got a, a built-in DEX, um, and they want it to be the platform that different celebrities use. So when are we going to get the Yeezy coin? Mm. I don't know, but I want to chat with somebody from Acclaim. That sounds awesome. And uh, the G the G Cox CEO Jeffrey Lynn. That's an unfortunate acronym. Check out the G Cox. <laughs> yeah, note note to uh, the team and our producer. Let's get uh, let's get Acclaim on the show. Um, Johnny Depp also in the news here. He's going to produce a film uh, with crypto powered content distribution platform Tatatu. Tatatu. I've never heard of Tata too, but apparently oh, he's partnered yeah, with these people to make movies. Combat illegal piracy and improve transparency for right holders, right? So they're going to be using uh, distributed ledger technology. You know, it's, it's going to combine video on demand, sort of like Netflix, but then also reward users with tokens for consuming content through their platform, right? And so tokens can be used by advertising for payment for tattoo, 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 I bet Johnny Depp is one weird cat to hang out with. I mean, he doesn't—he doesn't look like a healthy human being. Um, he's angry too. He's got TDS. He's been very angry recently, and I think—I think his problem happened when he started hanging out with Hunter S. Thompson because he was pretty normal, and then Hunter S. Thompson kind of influenced him, and then then like he's an—you know—I would say this: John, Johnny Depp is an amazing actor. His ability to step into a character is very good. How's the dude nearly broke? Like if you read, yeah. like, he's like near nearly bankrupt. How is that possible to be worth Entourage. millions and millions of dollars and then be nearly broke? Entourage. You surround yourself with people who want to be close to you, and all of a sudden you have all these friends and agents, mm -hmm. and you're not, you know, you're not watching the hen house yourself. It's like what happened mm -hmm. to MC Hammer, right? It was like, oh, please don't hurt Hammer, and Hammer don't hurt hurt them either uh yeah. from the sent in by one of our listeners this week scott bolhack sent us an email with this article from uh the nextweb.com rest in peace satoshi's vision report finds only 16 percent of cryptocurrencies are decentralized and most of them are securities mm. yeah 85 percent of development teams now have the authority to alter their crypto assets protocol at their own discretion. That should be a question that we ask folks, Mr. Joel Kahn, when we're doing any one of those spotlights is ask them if they have the authority to alter their crypto asset protocol, because that's, that's a huge problem. And I know we've had so many people coming in. I know that's why Jimmy song is a Bitcoin minimalist and Bitcoin maximalist is because he does not like the fact that these companies can come in and change and do whatever they want. Uh, they need to keep it decentralized. So yeah, keep it decentralized right. suckers. The, the article here says Bitcoin is almost certainly not a security due to the lack of identifiable common enterprise upon whom the holder of the crypto asset would rely upon for the expectation of profit. Also the same for Ethereum. Regulators have already ruled Ethereum cannot be a security due to its high level of decentralization. So uh, this interesting article, thanks to uh, to our friend there who sent in this piece by David Canales on the next web. Again, you can check out this and all of the news articles that we referenced in this episode at badcode.in forward slash 198. Guess what's coming up in two in two more episodes, Mr. Travis, right? 
Well, that would be episode number 200, Mr. Joel Kahn, where we have a phenomenal interview with uh, the one and only official John McAfee. Mm-hmm. And that's a doozy. That's another good one. He's literally lounging the whole time laying on his bed yeah. while he was chatting with us. So and, we've been in bed. We were in bed with uh, John McAfee for this interview. And Janice, his wife. Several yeah, they were. Uh, during the we had, a, we had a foursome recording he muted himself and she had to come over it and you know push the button to unmute him because <laughs> apparently that was challenging well maybe we can maybe we can stream that on twitch can we do that can we stream pre-recorded stuff uh no no you cannot. only live okay. but uh, thanks for joining us for this episode of the bad crypto podcast we want to hear from you guys there's multiple multitudinous ways to reach out to us and let mm-hmm. us know you can send uh, me a text Send Travis a text to his non-blockchain phone. You can just send me a your, tweet. Your, your you can phone. send me a LinkedIn message, an email. You can smoke signal me. You could uh, all kinds of stuff. Travis will smoke with you. It's true. That's, that's what he does. Um, reach out to us. Not, at Bad not Crypto tobacco Podcast. cigarettes because those are unhealthy and not good. Cigarettes suck. Podcast at gmail.com. Go to the website at badcryptopodcast.com. Click the contact us form or call us at... The number is 708-885-9030. Give us a call. We're going to do another Talking Tokens episode here for too long. We need to get more calls in, so 708-885-9030. Also, call us up. Give us a question. Give us a comment. Tell us what you like about the show, what you hate about the crypto market. But don't don't call us if, you, if you're going to be negative. Yeah. Don't be crypto furious. Although you should call back crypto furious for this. Yeah, where is crypto furious? What happened to that dude? We should reach out to him. And also, I want to hear from uh, Bossa Fabuloso, whatever his name was. Talking tokens with Travis White and Jokum. Stay bad. Stay bad. Stay bad. Who's bad? The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.